What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And welcome to a brand new episode of Drafts on Drafts, our weekly episode where we crack a drink, usually a beer, today maybe not so much a beer, and we just talk about something fun and interesting in sports and pop culture, aka Kate and I's lives in a 30-minute podcast episode. Oh, and you know what the exciting part about today's Drafts on Drafts is? What? We day drinking out here, bitches. We're day drinking. <laughs> oh we God. are drinking on the mic during the day. Um, <laughs> it's okay because I had off of work and you're you're on vacation. So oh, this is man. all right. It's all right. You are, you are a funny one. I know. It's true. This is really my favorite like 30 minutes of the week, though. I have to be honest. Yeah. And we have like a really exciting topic today, too, like every Wednesday because we only talk about things that are a lot of fun. But today we're talking about the most unbreakable records in sports. That's going to be a hard one to encompass in like 20 or 30 minutes, but we're going to damn well try. Yeah, I think this one's going to be really fun. There's always new records like being broken like every season, every sport you're watching. But there's definitely some that you may or may not be aware of that honestly probably will never ever be broken. And those are going to be the ones we talk about today. But first, Kate, but first, what are you drinking? So I am drinking appropriately. There is a couple reasons I'm I'm having this beer. You should okay. know. Okay. Okay. So this beer is called a Sun Up, and I'm drinking the Sun Up because we day drinking, and it's like <laughs> spring outside in New York right now. So I'm having a Sun Up Hazy IPA, Lovely. and it's by I'm not sure if it's Talia or Talia, but it's T L T A L E A. Nope. T A L E A is how we spell. Yep. And uh. Talia Beer Company, which is based in Brooklyn, right cool. by me, where you used to be living. And it's a female-owned brewery, the first and only in Brooklyn. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Very cool. Yeah, it's perfect for Women's History Month, which is still going on. And yeah. every month should be Women's Month. But here we are today just spotlighting it. I'm Shouts. stoked about this beer. Shouts to them. You'll have to uh, snag me some of their, their brews. I would love to try that. Yeah, if we were in person, I would just snag you one right out of the fridge. There's one more. But anyway, what are but you anyway, drinking today? Well, so as I mentioned, I am not drinking a beer today, but it is still in a can and it still has alcohol in it. And similar to what you were saying about it being closer and closer to springtime, I do feel like a high noon is on brand for oh, yeah. the springtime vibe. So I'm drinking a high noon lovely little it does say sun sips on it like that's what it says so it's kind of perfect uh i'm drinking the black cherry because um i find that a lot of their flavors are a bit too sugary and tart for me mm -hmm. but the black cherry is black cherry or lime are usually my go-to's today i snagged the black cherry i do love a lime flavored like the thing about high noons though is it's better than your your average like high noon is the best seltzer that's out there because well, it's fermented because it's, it's like not vodka. a seltzer, right? Yeah. Because it's not a seltzer. Like all those other ones that like taste like crap because they are crap. This one doesn't because it's like basically a it's normal vodka good. soda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I love I love that you're having a high noon. It's truly like of all the seltzers, it's the best one because it's not a shitty seltzer. It's an it's actual not good a drink. shitty seltzer. Well, cheers to you. Cheers. And, me and drafts Everybody. on drafts and cheers to some of these athletes and teams we're about to talk about because when doing the research for this, it's like I kind of knew most of these, 
but in when you really like look at them all at the same time, you're like, holy mackerel, I can't believe some of these feats have been reached in sports. And I can't believe how long some of them have been in existence and probably will remain in existence, which is mm-hmm. just like you break, a, you break a, a record in sports and you're like, okay, cool. Like someone's probably right hot on my tail and they're going to take it over like next week or the next month or the next year. Not these. These are mm-hmm. the opposite of those. These are the standouts far and away, the greats across Ooh. every major sport. This is going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, this is going to be a ton of fun. So that, we've got 11 that, of these written down. We do. In no real particular order, because you can't compare apples to oranges to watermelons to what have you. To black cherries. Yeah, to black cherry high noons. Yeah, you yeah. can't compare these together. So, <laughs> But we've got 11 really, really prolific and exciting uh, most unbreakable records in sports. And uh, some of the names at the very top here are, are I mean, the names that we're about to mention are the great, so. I mean, yeah. everyone on this list is obviously a legend. It's just yeah. when you think about these numbers and how long that they've been s- records, that's the part that was crazy to me. So yeah. where do you want to start? Like you said, in no particular order, we are not ranking these. We are simply sharing with you some of the most unbreakable records in sports. Where do you so, want to start? I'd like to start with, um, let's talk a little bit about baseball. Because we've okay. got three big, three that I see, three of these 11 are yeah. baseball centric. So do you yes. want to talk about baseball first? Uh, certainly. Um, I think I have to start with who's near and dear to my heart here, Joe DiMaggio, good old Mr. Yankee, with his 56 game hit streak. 56. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of that. Like, just like, are reminding you, you sure? What, yeah, just reminding you what names we're saying here or what numbers we're saying here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe DiMaggio, how was he doing this as like a an old guy? Like, was sometimes I'm like, did we make baseball harder or was he just truly a savant? And I think ah. he's just truly a savant to hit 56 straight hits. That's exactly what I think. Uh, it's it's just, oh. so yes, I think that he's just a savant. Yes, we all love him. My grandpa grew up absolutely loving Joe D. I, I, Joe D I followed for my entire life um, as, a Yankee, as, as a Yankee fan. Here's the crazy thing, right? So 56 game hitting streak. This happened in 1941. You know what was happening in 1941? (laughs) The fucking World War was happening in 1941. It was 76 seasons ago. 76 baseball seasons ago. And no one has broken that? Come on. That is fucking wild. So now I need to look up who... uh, Baseball hit... Like, I'm curious, like, what the next one behind that even is. I don't know. I'm like, is it Shohei Otani, our guy? No. I mean, I don't know who the next person would possibly be. Like a Derek Jeter? No, no. It's nobody even... Oh, my God. Yeah. Most of these guys aren't even close. Yeah. Wow. It's just... Anyway... 56-game hitting streak. He's just damn good at baseball, this guy. Has, this has, old Joe. Has been in existence since 1941, and frankly, I don't see anyone getting close to this. How about these other baseball uh, high-water marks here? So we have 
speaking of consecutive, let's talk about Cal Ripken Jr. And yeah. his consecutive game streak, which I have a very fun fact that I wanted to bring to you today about this. Please but share. Cal Ripken on the Orioles had 2,362 consecutive games played, I believe. Yeah? Correct. Yes. Okay. So I've got a really good story for you. So our our network, Blue Wire, um, who sponsors us and whatever. Um, love you, Blue Wire. But anyway, our network, who sp- has all sorts of cool shows within the network that are about sports, they have this other show that's about Cal Ripken and a theory that apparently he was either injured or wasn't able to play for one game, but he didn't want to blow his consecutive game streak for 2,000-plus yeah. games. Yeah. So there's a theory out there that this other podcast on the Blue Wire Network explores that debunks whether or not the Orioles faked a power outage so they didn't have to play a game, so Cal Ripken didn't have to miss his game and disrupt his consecutive game streak. Very interesting. I got to tell you, if if the Baltimore Orioles did do that, props to them, Props to them. You fucking duped us. And honestly, <laughs> I love hustle. So good on you. If you can go to those links to keep Cal Ripken preserved, fine. Fine. That's amazing. I actually, that's one of those, that's one of those, or it's probably one of the few on here that I can say that like I genuinely remember like watching. Yes, exactly. A and lot that of these are far chilling. before my time, but this <laughs> clearly I wasn't alive in 1941 for Joe D's hit streak. <sighs> but I was, I was alive to see Cal Ripken and and make the to make his run here, and that's like mm-hmm. pretty insane. Yeah. Well, I would say we also were not alive for the third of our baseball high water marks for most unbreakable records, uh, and that is Cy Young's 749 complete games. With 511 wins. That's it's a lot just, of wins. That's yeah, like 75%. Uh, I mean, no wonder No wonder you, if you're the best pitcher at the end of the season, you win the Cy Young Award. This yeah. is exactly why. I. It's almost kind of like what you were saying about the Joe D thing. It's like, I just feel like these guys were built differently back then. You know, yeah. 749 complete games. Like, he pitched the whole freaking game. Yeah, I mean, it is wild, too, to, like, look back because, again, this was not something we lived through. This was 1937. This was before wow. Joey D. Well, during the same time, but yep. before Joey D. And this is when the Cleveland, whatever the name is now, but, like, the Cleveland They Indians, were the Indians. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But the Cleveland team uh, was the Spiders at the time. They wow. were the Cleveland Spiders. And... Uh, so Cy Young has those 511 games in his tenure, but that's almost 100 more than any other pitcher in history. It's 100. Insane. It's insane. Like, imagine, Who are these people? It's just crazy. Like, it's really when you think about it, it's wild to think like these records pretty much will never be broken. I, I don't see how it's possible. I mean, I do and I don't. Anyway. Uh, with all of these, it's the same sort of sentiment. Like, holy shit. But these baseball think, ones are, like, crazy. I don't think that these three that we just mentioned will ever be broken. There's a couple in here that I could see potentially being broken. But these three, I really don't I don't think that this happens. I don't think athletes are built the way they used to be. Interesting. Interesting. It's hard to say. Time will tell. There's there. We can only infer. Conte- consecutive anything is hard to do. You know? Consecutive yes. anything. So... Anyway, 
All right, those I think are like the big baseball ones. What what sport would you like to jump to next? Okay, so I think um, I think most appropriately, since it is March Madness, we should talk about basketball. And um, we have right. two, three different basketball uh, records we want to talk about. The first, I think, is especially interesting, which is about John Stockton. So John Stockton has 15,000... <laughs> 806 career assists. And if you don't know John Stockton, um, you should, and we'll we'll school you on it right now. Um, but John Stockton went to Gonzaga, so very appropriate oh, right now for I didn't March know that. Madness. Okay. Yep, he was a point guard for the Bulldogs, and then he graduated to go on to the Utah Jazz. Um, and... The Utah Jazz, if you remember this, we lived through this kind of as well. We lived right? through some John Stockton for sure, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Zags in the early 80s and then moved to uh, the NBA in the mid-80s through 19 seasons up through the aughts. Did he play, it, did he play all 19 seasons for Utah? He played 19 seasons with the Utah Jazz, wow. I believe, if wow. I'm not speaking out of turn. And... The Jazz made it to the playoffs in every season of his 19 seasons. Wow. And yeah. I mean... This guy's a legend. I mean, you, everybody that play, plays basketball knows John Stockton. There's nobody that made the assist as cool as John Stockton. Um, and like, you know, especially as a point guard growing up, like he was one of those guys that showed you like, you don't have to be the one that's shooting all the time, scoring all the points. Like, dish the ball out. Dish yes. the ball out. And again, as I say in the baseball records of of players being built differently. I think players play the game differently as we're talking about basketball. I don't think people are focusing on assists nearly as much as they're focusing on points these days. So hence another one that like I feel that I don't know that anyone will come into the game that can pass the ball quite like him, but also just has the same like mentality as him to give up the ball. Just, just give that it up. swag to give it to people like yeah. this next person we're about to talk about. Um, cause we're talking about the highest point scorer in any game in NBA history. Yeah. You want to talk about this one? So Will Chamberlain, hundred point game. Everybody knows this one. This one to me is just staggering. Like even when guys drop like 45 or 50 points in a game now, you're like, oh shit, huge game. Okay. Will Chamberlain doubled that score. Doubled it. If only I could... So I have pulled up here the final score of this particular game. Oh, yeah, this is... Okay, yeah. So if, if you want me to, to blow it for you, I will. But just guess. What what do you think the final score of a Wilt Chamberlain 100-point scoring game? He was on the Philadelphia Warriors at the, at the time. This mm -hmm. was in uh, 1962. They okay. were playing the Knicks. And what do you think the final score was? Jeez, did he, like, score all the... I mean, I, there's no way that... It's so hard to gauge, so there's no it's, wrong it's answer e here. It's At least like 100. The, yeah, it's either, like, the rest of the team also scored 100 points, or... No, that's impossible. Like, one, 180 to 75. I don't know. Great guess. Okay. But actually, really, really good guess. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, 169. Okay. Because the, the Warriors won. 169 to 147. Wow, so both were like... So that's a both teams went off. That's a huge number of points to be scored in one game. And when you like when you put that down, like... 
there's so many different interesting ways to look at that one. Like the Knicks, like the Knicks scored 140 and Will Chamberlain scored 100 by himself. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I, I I don't know that I don't can't. know that that could ever be broken. And honestly, if there ever was a time for it to be broken, I feel like it it could have been MJ, but it obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. It could have been LeBron, but I don't think he got it anymore. The only other person He's got that- it. He still got it. Okay. Talk to me about the Lakers. No, no, I will tell he does still got it because He's scored. He scored sixty points in his last game this year. It's it's nothing compared to Will Chamberlain. I don't but like you know. I don't like LeBron, so I don't. think I know, he got I it. know. I'm they, I'm just trying to not besmirch his name, but I hear okay. you. Okay, but then there's also guys like Steph Curry. Like when you drain as many threes in one game as Steph Curry, like he could get there. I don't know. I feel like if we were to see it, there's definitely been a couple of players that could have gotten to that milestone. I don't. Know, I'm just saying, like. Think about the names we just rattled off. MJ, yeah. LeBron, Steph Curry. Like, there's been some, like, icons that oh, could yeah. could break it, and they haven't. And this was from the 70s, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know if that one ever gets broken then. I don't disagree. It just feels absolutely wild. It's a type of thing that I'm like, shit, I wish I was alive in the 60s. Like, how did <laughs> me, I miss Wilt Chamberlain? Me too, me too but for, for multiple reasons. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, so anyway. that's a really cool one. And we've got, um, speaking of like consecutive uh, consecutive points, but also consecutive titles. Um, I hate to say this one because I know that this was like the dream era for Boston fans for every sport. It wasn't just for the Celtics, but the Celtics still hold the record for uh, most consecutive NBA titles. And that's eight for the Boston Celtics. Crazy. I mean- Eight is crazy, and, like, this stat alone is mind-blowing and really makes you think about the word dynasty. Like, we Mm -hmm. talk – I talk about the Yankees as a dynasty. We've talked about the Patriots as a dynasty. You talk about the Bulls as a dynasty. Like, eight consecutive is, like, double dynasty. Yeah, and there's no – no wonder Boston called themselves title town in, like, the aughts and into the tens or whatever you call it. 2010s of of years but uh yeah boston is title town and the celtics have still got it all right moving on from basketball of course you know that we love football so we have to pepper in a little bit of football here please please bring me football well one that i thought was actually pretty funny and like probably you don't want to be on this everything that we've kind of gone through so far are like these amazing positive momentous records right like you you're a champ for having this record and you you feel pride for having it i see where you're going this one is definitely a record that hopefully never gets broken because it's just really sad for a team but the tampa bay buccaneers had a 26 game losing streak that is like that's just a lot of football games in a row to lose yeah um that's a lot of football games in a row to lose that's sad it's uh it's interesting to this was also again like this was in uh 1976 76 okay okay when the bucks were um created as an expansion team in the nfl and uh yeah it must have been like their maiden voyage as the bucks when they lost they went oh and 26 out of the gate i think this was like the beginning of their franchise that is terrible. Yeah, it's like as, no good. As much as we make fun of some of the teams that like barely pull out wins in in like one individual season, at least they got one. 
So at least is, they got one. At least they got one. So I, again, you know, most of these have been very uh, uplifting and like, yeah, you want to be in in that in that position holding the record. This one, not so much. I hope for NFL team's sake, nobody breaks this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's super cool though to look at not just not just this one, but. Th- these were like our parents' generation of football between um, that losing streak, but also like some of the real greats of the NFL. So yeah. Jerry Rice, for example. Jerry Rice was like, everybody loved, my dad is a huge 49ers fan because Jerry Rice was the guy. You love to watch him because he still holds yeah. the record for, well, he's 59 now, I believe. Um <sighs> He holds the NFL's all-time leader in receptions with 1,549 yards. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, 1,549 receptions. Yep. 22,895 yards. And on top of that, he holds the record for touchdowns with 197. I mean, so I'm looking at this, and first of all, we love Jerry Rice. We definitely lived through at least some of this epic era of football in San Francisco, which is amazing. And, Unreal. And I'm looking at the list, and, you know, the closest active player mm-hmm. that could even be chasing this. Ooh, like, can I guess? Can I guess? Oh, yeah. Who do you think, who do you think is the closest active player closest that could? Closest active player receiver is it someone who's been tenured for like a long time you know this guy very well julio jones no yep it is it's really no shit yeah Yeah. oh that wasn't even rehearsed oh fuck yeah good guess it's good he's he is but he's he's so far behind he's got half the receiving yards basically he's got thirteen thousand receiving yards to to jerry rice's twenty two thousand he's got 61 touchdowns to 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 uh rice's 197 now the one thing that's very different here is um jerry rice had this was all done in 303 games julio jones is at about 145 so again like but but he's the only, he's the closest active player. You know, all the other guys that have come close all don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, there's still a lot of ground to make up. The, I'm looking at this list. The other active players would be um, Anto- Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. If he, quote unquote, active, not sure. We don't know yet. Yeah, active but, question mark. But basically like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Julio Jones. It's Antonio Brown if he gets his shit together. It's DeAndre Hopkins. Mm, and that tracks. Yeah. But I mean, again, like of 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 the top 50 that I'm looking at right now, only three of them are active. And so Wild. like and none of them are even close to catching yeah. him. Yeah. Not even it's close. like half of half of the tenure of Jerry Rice. I mean, that's stamina. Man oh man. That's stamina Crazy. from our from our guy, Jerry Rice. And I'm sure there's plenty of other football um, stats to go through. But we have to share the love to other sports. Um, here's here's another one. This is not football, but it's, it's hockey-related. And I remember this distinctly because um, when I was a kid growing up, I had uh, NHL on N64, like NHL 2003. Do you remember this? And yes. it was like the old Wayne Gretzky game. Yes, yes, yes. And so growing up in elementary school, I idolized Wayne Gretzky, and he still holds the record, the single season point record at 215 points. Uh, 200, wait, 
no, 2,857 career points. Career points. Career points. I believe that he has two of the best records here. It's it's the single season, which is 215, and then it's the career, which is that 2,800 number that you mentioned. I mean, so he's he's legend. running with two of them right now, and I was just looking up um, for clarification. You know, the points are awarded to a player for each goal scored or assist earned. So the total number of goals plus assists equals total points. So just to give you an idea of like, because it's not like, you know, you're, for some reason, and I don't know exactly why they do this in hockey, but they do like, they tally those things together and you get a certain number of points for each season. So that all to say that he not only has the best single season points scoring record, goals and assists, but that season plus the rest of his career puts him at the top for total career points as well. He's such a legend. That was the one reason that I ever rooted for the Rangers over the Devils. Like, what a legendary hockey player. Um, I wish can I, I tell knew you, more about hockey, though. Can I tell you a quick antidote before we finish our... Uh, an, yes. An yes. antidote. Yeah, or a anecdote. quick story. Anecdote. anecdote. Whatever. Yeah. Let me just tell you something fun about yes, Wayne Yes, please, 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 please. When I was a kid... I grew up on Long Island, as we know. So we had the Islanders as our hockey team, but I didn't really like the Islanders. I liked the Rangers because I was a city girl, not a Long Island girl. I liked there we the city. Go. So yes. I rooted for the Rangers. Um, and late in Wayne Gretzky's career, when he played for the Rangers, I went to a game between the Rangers and the Islanders, and I sat in between. My uncle was a security guard at the Nassau Coliseum back in the day. I can't remember if I told you this before. He was he was a, a security guard, so I sat in between the benches, like literally in like a fucking folding chair with the Islanders on one side and the Rangers on the other side. And like, so my claim to fame here for, with Wayne Gretzky is like a single pane of glass separated, separated me you from, from Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. you know? That is wicked cool. I feel like <laughs> every time I hear the name Wayne Gretzky or I talk a little bit about hockey, I have to tell that story because I may not be the biggest hockey fan, but hockey games are probably the most fun sporting events to go to. Yeah, yeah, because for reasons obvious, you get really rowdy and, and what have you. And, and the so sport fast is and, so and aggressive. Yes, you love yes. it. I love it. Oh, I that is way cooler than my story of N64. Switching gears to our final two unbreakable records. Yeah, because I'm getting to my the end of my beer here. We're at our two-minute warning. We have two more records to talk about, and th- this sport may not be as fast as hockey. However, there are some cool records to talk about, and it's also Kate's favorite sport, apparently. Yeah, it's a slow, slow burn here on the PGA Tour. Um, the first record that we're talking about, I actually I know very little about this this golfer his name is john byron nelson jr there's a reason you probably don't know very much about him no because this was um this was during his career in the 1930s and 40s exactly exactly why yes so i know very little about this person but um john byron nelson jr also known as byron nelson um he holds the consecutive record for pga tour wins at 11 tours 11 that's a lot golf golf is like it the consecutive is the thing that that gets me that's that's what gets me if you told me 11 pga i'd be like okay fine but in a row well think of it like that's hard i compare golf 
oftentimes for some reason to tennis. I don't know why, but they have like a certain... It's a yuppie country club sport. (laughs) Well, that, yes. But there's like the tournamenting system is similar. There's like the Australian Open, the U.S. Open. Same for golf. It's like the U.S. Open, the Ryder Cup, the blah, 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 blah. And so I think about it in the same terms. And winning 11 consecutive, not overall, consecutive in a row, you are the best golfer in the field is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, anything anything consecutive always stuns me, but 11 in a row for a golf, that's that's a lot of precision. That's a lot of really good golf mm-hmm. in, in a row. And last but not least, because as we said, these are not ranked in any particular order. We're mm-hmm. just throwing you some knowledge here. How do you want to wrap this up, Kate? Give the fans the last one on the list. All right, so I was watching golf. Uh, this past weekend, and it was a tournament in Florida uh, that got delayed, like, I would say, I think it was 54 hours it got delayed because of weather. Oh, and okay, so okay, okay. they were playing rounds, like, two days later, um, which was wild. But yeah. But anyway, um, I, I came about this particular fact because I was learning about John Rahm, who is a Spanish player who is on the tour right now. And so this has to do with John Rahm, but I will tell you more about him in a second. Okay. Um, so the record we're talking about is obviously Tiger Woods. Um, we have to talk about Tiger Woods if we're talking about unbreakable records in sports. I mean, he holds every record for the PGA. Yep. Um, most specifically for our podcast today, 82 all-time PGA Tour victories, which is tied with Sam Snead. According to Tiger's website, so if that's incorrect, it's on Tiger. Um, <laughs> but he's tied with Sam Snead for the most wins in PGA Tour history. Dang. So 82 is a lot. Yep. It seems like a small feat for Tiger Woods, but what doesn't? Yep. Now there's a guy on the tour, this John Rom guy, the Spanish uh, Spanish golfer, who yep. said he will not stop playing golf ever until he beats that record. Isn't that interesting? That's a very interesting way to look at it. Okay. He said, I will never, ever stop playing golf to camera. He was like, I will never stop playing golf until I beat that record. So I I thought that was just so timely and interesting. A lot of these records are a look back in time. Yeah. But PGA right now is extremely competitive, and especially with Tiger Woods being out of the game rehabbing. It's very interesting to see how competitive they all get. I think that is the perfect way to end this episode. Someone, yeah. Someone's actively chasing what arguably could be an unbreakable record in sports. I like that. Yeah. Well, I know that you and I will still continue to be chasing the unbreakable record of winning our March Madness brackets, but <laughs> we'll be doing that throughout this week. And as usual, Michelle, um, we'll be back on the mic on Monday morning for the huddle. So I think um, that about wraps it up unless you have any other records you want to talk about. No, this was this was very insightful. This was a fun one. This was a delight. Cheers everyone and we'll see you on Monday.